episode of get a good start find us on facebook instagram and youtube at get a good start visit us on getagoodstart.com for the accompanying blog to this podcast which provides additional information about my guests links to the information we discuss and ways you can put into action what we talk about here on the show so you can get a good start hey welcome everyone this week's guest is a trusted partner friend and mentor of mine she has a very successful business called Timeline Promotions. You can visit her at TimelinePromotions.com. She provides the ultimate in customer service. Please welcome to the show, Kim Meth. Kim, hi. How are you? Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm great. I like to jump right into things and get right to the questions. Kim, when you think about the phrase, getting a good start, whether it applies to your day, your week, what does it mean to you? I recently, um, within the last six months, made a major change in my own behavior. I thought I was being a good business person by keeping my cell phone next to my bed and checking my emails before I went to bed at night, checking them in the middle of the night, leaving, uh, leaving it on so I could get te text messages in the night so I could respond right away and, and be that kind of uh, limber and responsive business person, especially with times being as they are. And I read Arianna Huffington's book about uh, called Sleep Revolution. And I realized one of the things she does is she, and she has kids and she has, Lord knows she has a business, um, took her, takes her cell phone, turns it off and removes it from her bedroom. And I started doing that because I realized that I was getting interrupted sleep. I was tired all the time. I was not waking up with a good fresh attitude because I wasn't getting enough solid sleep. And I think that a lot of young people today, and I know I did when I was in my twenties, sleep is not important. It's a waste of time. There's, there's too much to do. Um, you know, in her book, if you choose to, to pick it up and read it, she makes some very good points and that it, it, it's essential for your well-being. You know, if you're trying to um, solve a problem the next day, you will be so much sharper if you've gotten good, you know, good night's sleep. It's incredibly important. And the cell phone was, I would say, the number one reason that I was waking up tired. So for you, getting a good start is unplugging at night so you can get that required sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. Kim, you know, you've been a successful businesswoman for a very long time. And I'm sure starting your own business and having to worry about payroll and your employees, is a very taxing and, and all-encompassing thing. So if you could go back in time and say to yourself, Kim, make sure you do this, and it's going to make your travel down this road of owning your own business a lot easier, what would that piece of advice be for you? I read the question. I gave it some thought, and I was coming up with a lot of answers. And then I thought, I'm really happy where I am now. I've been, as you said, you know, not to blow my own horn, but I've been very successful. And I can't help but think that it, I've come to this point in my life through all the mistakes that I made. So I don't know, I, I don't know if I'd want to have an easier road. I don't know if this is the answer that you're looking for, but I think that you, you make mistakes, you tumble, you fall, you get up, you build you know, your own resiliency, um, you learn. And you keep moving. I mean, when I first started this business, 
um, I printed 300 t-shirts and my customer was pressing me to get them quickly. And instead of saying, no, we can't do it that quickly. I waved the proof. It, it was for a pharmaceutical company. They got the t-shirts and there was an error on them. And I had to basically, you know, I was in business maybe three months. I had to eat 300 t-shirts and it was horrible. But I learned a really important lesson. And at the same time, I learned to say no to customers, to say, no, we can't do that. Um, the other thing I learned was that it could have been 3,000 t-shirts. It could have been 30,000 t-shirts. It could have really broken me. It was 300. And I was able to bounce back. So I would say to my 22-year-old self, take, you know, take some chances. If something feels too good to be true, it probably is. Um, if something feels right and the little hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you get all tingly, then, and it, but it doesn't on paper look good, it might be the right thing. It might be the right, right road to just try it out. Um, you're young, you have no nothing holding you down. Have some new experiences because they'll all bring you to the place you're supposed to be. And I know it sounds kind of, I don't know, new agey and crystal-y, but that's what I believe. I think that your response is very relatable to some of the other people I've spoken with and had interviews with, where they talk about not being afraid to make mistakes, being courageous enough to take the leap into an area where they're maybe not very comfortable with, because that's where you're going to learn the most. And yeah, when you're young, you can afford to make a lot of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move on, those are valuable learning lessons. So let's let's face it, if it doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger, right? And mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's died from failing out of business or failing from a decision or making a wrong decision. They've only gotten better as long as they get back up, right? Absolutely. What What would you say to college students? If you were giving a keynote or a commencement speech to a bunch of college students, what would you tell them? What's one piece of advice you would impart on them? Would it be any different than take chances? Is there something more that you would tell them? Absolutely something more. Um, you gotta you gotta build who you are as a person. That's the most important thing. Um, your word, especially in business, has to be gold that somebody can take to the bank. Because if you're not truthful and you're not honest and you think that there's shortcuts in life, there aren't. So you need to concentrate on, on figuring out who you are. And volunteer work for me is, is everything. It's the reason that I can work as hard as I do. For me, the volunteer work, the work I do with the children, the foster kids in foster care through um, CASA, that, that's my joy. That brings me pleasure. It just makes me feel like I have a reason. It's the rent, I think it was Martin Luther King. It's the rent I'm paying for, for living on this planet. So I think, it's, I think college students tend to just go after the dollar right away. And I think take a year off, um, do some volunteer work. There's some wonderful organizations. There's the Peace Corps. There's um, an organization. I've, I've gone on uh, missions with my kids, all hands and hearts. We'll go and do disaster relief. It builds character. So if you're going to build anything after your education, work on building your character. And so that when you look, look in the mirror, you're happy with the person that you see. And it'll pay off. I really believe it pays off in the long run. Now, Kim, in your line of business, you help businesses expand their brand identity, uh, get people recognized by some of the products and things that you, and services you provide. If I were a hot shot kid coming out of college, uh, wanted to start my own business, what do you find as a promotional practice that helps 
people get their brand and their message out the fastest? I think the, the you know you'll see a lot of really fancy logos now because people you know technology has made people more think that they can design a logo and you would know that better than anyone. It makes mm -hmm. people um, more productive, but not necessarily more creative. So I think what I what I will always recommend is built, you know when you decided on what your brand is, keep it simple, keep it concise. It doesn't have to be the edgiest brand, but you have to be consistent. Your colors have to be consistent. Your brand has to be identifiable. Promotional products are really great for putting something in someone's hands where they can see your 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 logo. It should be recognizable at a glance. I think they're probably the most cost-effective way to build a brand and to to get your name out there. And I really do believe it. I don't, you know, it, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm the kind of person that can't say something unless I really believe it. And I really do believe that promotional products are a great way to get your name out there. Most of all, everybody likes getting free stuff. That's just human nature. Kim, with all the brands you've helped uh, get bigger, be more successful, what's the one thing in somebody's brand that you that's most important? I know you talked about you know, your word being golden with people, but as a business building a brand, Kim, in your experience, what's a characteristic of a great brand? The one that always comes to mind uh, for me is Nike and the Nike swoosh, because it says it all and it's easily recognizable words, names, nothing else is needed. You know, you have to have a company culture, a company, you know, guidelines that you go by and be consistent, which is what I said, something I said before. But I would point to Nike. It's just really nailed it. And I agree with you. You know, Nike isn't selling a product, really. They're selling a lifestyle, right? They're selling, um, but they're able to back it up with their products, right? So yeah, they're saying, absolutely. Here's what you can do with Nike products to be like Nike people, right? Nike people mm -hmm. who wear Nike, they're healthy, they're active, uh, and they're having a happy life. And I think if you look at building your own personal brand, if we take that transfer it to a college student, how are you going to build your professional brand? It's like you said, being dependable, reliable, people trusting your word, always being the positive one in the group. I find that people who are positive build a better brand because people always, always gravitate towards them. They want to be around them. And unless I like you and trust you, I'm not going to hire you. I'm not going to peg you for the next promotion you have to prove to me that you're worth my investment in you because that's what it is when you when i hire someone i'm investing in them right i'm paying them so uh i think you're right nike definitely does a great job with their brand building and you could correlate that to a college student building their own personal brand they have to deliver mm -hmm. on what they say mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I think it's important too, and, and, and something I've seen when I've interviewed people, you can tell within, I don't know, I'd say three minutes if someone's authentic if or if they're putting on a show. And I think that that's something that's really important. Kim, you're a business owner and you've interviewed people, you hire people, you have payroll. You know, if you're going to invest in somebody, what's something as a business owner you could impart on them to do a better job, get a better start at an interview? I think it's really important in a job interview to be authentic and to be yourself and to try as much as you can to relax and let your real self come through. But in the same same token, you have to dress, and it's an old cliche, but you got to dress for the job that you want, not necessarily the job that you're interviewing for. I have a, a, a son, when he was job hunting, 
a friend of a friend gave him a, a referral. And because it was a friend of a friend, he went in just very casually, kind of sat back, said, I'm, you know, I'm just going to be myself. And the interviewer ripped him and said to him, how dare you come in here dressed like this for, you know, a job? In, for It was only for a conversation. He said, you, you, you're a mess. And he, and he really came out of the out of there and he was devastated by what this guy said to him. Now, fast forward five years, they're colleagues. Um, he's, my son is forever grateful to this guy because he taught him a, a, you know, a hard lesson in that you have to be professional. You have to put your best foot forward. You, you know, you have to look like you're really ready to step into the role that you're interviewing for. But at the same time, you know, let your, let your true self come through as much as you can. You're a parent. You give your kids advice. Um, college students typically think they know it all when they graduate college. They don't listen to their parents. What's a time when your parents might have given you advice and, you know, for once you took it and you were happy you did? That's a really good question. Um, I was a journalism major and I wanted more than anything to be a reporter. And so I took the first job out of college at Ms. Magazine. And I basically, I was so excited. It was progressive, Gloria Steinem. I sat at a, at a typewriter, IBM Selectric, um, typing eight hours a day. So my mother said to me, you know, Mrs. Siegel from downstairs, her, her son's a big shot at the New York Times. And I'm thinking this little old lady that lives in the apartment building, you know, in the apartment below my parents. I said, oh, really? I'm sure, Ma. She said, no, no. He, she said that, that maybe he can get help you get a job at the Times. I said, uh-huh, I'm sure Mrs. Siegel can help me. I said, what's his name? My mother said, Alan Siegel. So I, on my way home from work that day, I got the New York Times. I looked on the masthead and there, number four was news editor, Alan Siegel. So six weeks later, this girl was working at the New York Times, thanks to my mother and her, her laundry buddy. Um, so, you know, your parents are as dumb as you think they are. And they're not as, you know, disconnected as you think they are. <laughs> so sometimes the connections you may need to get your foot in the door could be as close as downstairs doing laundry with your mother. Absolutely. It could be the crossing <laughs> guard on the corner. You know, it could be anybody. People want to help you. Let them help you. You never know. Uh, one last question. and I'll have you on your way. You know, during the pandemic, a business like yours is built on relationship, in-person meetings, talking with a lot of folks. What have you done to kind of pivot your business? in a world that's people aren't getting together and giving out free items. How, how, what have you done to continue down that road? For me in the beginning, because everything, as you know, came to a screeching halt, I'm usually very busy and I was starting to go a little crazy. And so I started looking to try to look outside of the box. And I live in Jersey city and Jersey city has this amazing mural arts program. I don't know if you've ever seen it. These buildings have these gorgeous murals on them. Mm -hmm. So I contacted Jersey City, the cultural affairs department, and I said, listen, I want to do these, I want to do wall calendars with these pictures of these gorgeous murals. And I want to, I'm going to donate them so you can give them out. And maybe these artists can make some money somehow. You can sell them or do something because my husband's a musician. And I know that artists are starving right now. And it turned out that they loved the idea so much that they ended up ordering hundreds and hundreds of these calendars for me when I went into it totally wanting to do it you know pro bono and now Jersey City is is one of my customers so 
I think that you just have to start to look outside the box a little bit and be a little bit creative. And that turned out, turned out really well. And I also didn't go insane because it was a really fun project to work on. <laughs> well, Kim, I want to thank you for joining me today. Folks, I want you to visit her at TimelinePromotions.com. Uh, she is a fantastic role model. And I'm sure you can reach her through her website if you have any additional follow-up questions. Kim, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks, Scott. It was fun.